Hello, welcome to The Snap UK. Uh, I get to be your host again for the first time in a while. Uh, I'm Joey Flash. I'm joined to this week by Jim and Fourfoot Inches. So, Hello. Hello, guys. Hi there. Hi. The injury crisis has uh, affected even us as Gary has a uh, broken hymen and uh, Griff, um, it's just a herpes outbreak. But uh, yeah, unfortunately they can't be with us this week, but um, hopefully we'll have them back for week three. He can call it a cold sore, but I'm calling yeah. it herpes. <laughs> He gets, he gets his COVID under control, then something like that hits the guy. guy can't, can't break. I mean, poor guy. Um, but yeah, uh, we've just, we've just literally, to, you know, to, to time where, where, where we are, Boris has just told us that we can't drink after 10 p.m. anymore in public. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to get COVID uh, in the next six months, it seems, apparently. Um but yeah, uh, an eventful week in a, in the NFL. Um, uh, I think there's going to be like 15 players left next week. Next, uh, so, uh, we're, <laughs> we're, I mean, we'll start with uh, yourself, Jim, because 49. We'll go into game by game, but 49ers have had a hell of a bad Sunday, haven't they? That was a pretty dire. Sunday. I mean, yay, we won. We're going to talk yeah. about that. Um, but if you, if you give me a choice between a win and having Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, most uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, Tevin Coleman back fit, I'll, I'll, I'll take those guys rather than the win and, and you know, hope for the best. Um, and yeah, you're right. It's not just the 49ers. The 49ers were hit particularly badly and i mean there's question marks over the field there at metlife stadium um which apparently is all fine but uh, just some, something doesn't give and the 49ers have to go back and play there again um again next week which i'm sure just adds insult to literally <laughs> um yeah but the, the, the um, real worrisome thing was that the the portable mri truck that the the 49ers have traveling around them also broke down so <laughs> Not only really do we have a lot of injuries, but we couldn't tell them what the, what the injuries were. So we've lost a lot of players, but you know we're not the only ones that are suffering. Uh, obviously, your Giants with Saquon Barkley going down, uh, Sterling Shepard uh, also kind of facing some weeks out. Uh, Tara Taylor had a had an injury before the game and, and suddenly yeah. just a bit flushed into it. Christian McCaffrey Did, wasn't the, wasn't the Tara Taylor just like a talent injury? Because wait a second, we got this number six <laughs> overall pick. We should play him. So like, you're injured. I just, I still, I think even the Chargers, uh, as poorly run as the Chargers are, wouldn't think, do you know how we should bring in her, but <laughs> do it with six seconds' notice. Yeah, uh, exactly. um, um, as, well, as well as that, Christian McCaffrey faces a few weeks out at the Colts. Paris Campbell was carted off. Uh, Malik Hooker's probably going to be out for the season, which is a big loss. Devontae Adams for the, the, uh, the Packers has got a hamstring injury. Rams lost their rookie running back Cam Akers. Drew Lock yeah. Sutland or Cortland Sutland's out for the season. Drew Lock's out for uh, a few games, and the list just goes on. It's absolutely incredible. And like you have, I think we have to look at it and say, yes, we we, we you know the NFL dealt with COVID. Um, we we you know we got to having a season, and we, we're really happy that we hit week one. We've hit week two, and there's been no COVID scares, and and that's great. But it just shows how important preseason is because yeah. I don't get up half of these. 
injuries that you would if we'd had a proper strength and conditioning pre-season. So it's not just the fr- I'm not talking about the, the you know the friendlies pre- the pre-season friendlies. I'm talking about the whole program leading up to those. Yet players are obviously responsible for going away and, and doing their own thing. And you know the, the the real professional players out there have probably done done their own thing. But can you trust kind of every single player to spend the same amount of time keeping himself fit? And do they have the facilities as well? Yeah, they get paid millions, but have they got home gyms? Are they able to kind of go out and run around a field a few times? And also, does the whole you know tackling and being used to I guess match fit rather than just being strength does that has that had an effect? So I think there's a you know there's a bit of a an investigation probably when the season ends that's going to have to happen about how many injuries have occurred, especially in the beginning part of the season, um, and what's to be done about it moving forward. I was. After week one, because I thought week one could have been an absolute uh, circus, because if it, you know if it had been like I think like in in the Bundesliga when they came back, they had so many muscle injuries, um, and it even you know it happened in uh, in in fo- other other parts of football. As it is, it's it's the difference between training and match fitness, I guess, and even conditioning at home. You know. Uh, you know, it's fine, but it's also relying on the honesty of football players, which uh, often isn't the the, uh, the the highest standard. So, um, yeah, um, I thought after week one, I thought that was probably I thought that's the worst of this over. And no, I like um, you know, I, and the sad thing is as well, it was like you know, you look at Saquon, McCaffrey, Devontae Adams, like, it's people who, like, you must be this talented to be injured. Um, so, it's... Um... Like, we, we commented on, on our WhatsApp group yesterday, you know, you look at, from a fantasy point of view, you look at that first round, and probably about 50-60% of those players are out already yeah. for a decent amount of time. I've, I've only ever had uh, the... I've, we, we've been doing fantasy in our league for, I think, six years. I've had a pick in the first half of the draft twice. In both those times, when I've had the number one and number two pick, I haven't had a player last to the, the end of the second game. <laughs> I had David Johnson the year he broke his arm, and I've had uh, I had Saquon uh, this year. So uh, just it, it it just proves for fantasy it doesn't matter where you draft. It's it's completely up in the gods. Um, I think the key thing with this one, though, is it's you see the difference in certain injuries and you see the teams that have planned well. So you take, for example, you've got the Broncos. You've got Drew Locke is down. All right. They've panicked. Jeff Driscoll's come in. He's he's not been great, but he's serviceable as a backup and they've bought in Bortles, whatever. Cortland Sutton goes down. Oh, thank God we've got that round one receiver we've just bought in. So that's okay. Saquon goes down, and my God, you look at the giant social media activity, which is basically, get ready for the comeback. Yes. With this this underlying message of, we're fucked. (laughs) See you next season, guys. Yeah. Well, good news for you, Paul. You've got Devontae Freeman now at at the Giants. He he signed earlier today. So, he can stay. Okay with that. Yeah, if he's fit, I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a decent enough player to come in and uh, replace Saquon. I mean, it's not Saquon, but no. you take what you can get, I've, don't you? 
and on, for fantasy reasons, I've taken a flyer on him, so why not? Um, so, I think also Dion Lewis is a serviceable backup. Wayne Goldman Jr. <laughs> no, no. I feel like I mean, Wayne Goldman Jr. has been there probably about ten years by now. Like he just keeps popping up. <laughs> it's he's. I think he's one of the people that, I, I, even as a Giants fan, I only know him because of fantasy football. And he's like always just like num- pick number six on the waiver wire. Um, of, yeah, so uh, if you like the day you pick Gorman Jr. is the day you have basically given up on fantasy. Um, but um, as, all, as well, news wise, uh, I think we should probably also mention uh, James White, who uh, uh, of course had a oh, horrible weekend. Cool. Yeah, uh, he lost his. Lost his father, didn't he? And his mum is critical. So, so yeah, absolutely horrible. horrible. So yeah, uh, you know, uh, thoughts with thoughts with James White. Um, but should we move on to the actual football? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, let's start at. I, I can't. I can't start anywhere else. We're going to start in Dallas, where. Um, I'm going to start with my favourite fact. Three teams have lost whilst being 14 points up in the final six minutes. Two of those three teams are Dan Quinn's Falcons. (laughs) um, I'm going to give you another stat for this game, which blew my mind. So, entering... Um, entering Sunday, teams were 440 to 0 when scoring 39 points with zero turnovers. The Falcons were the yeah. that made that 440 and 1. Like, just like you watch this game and you watch it unfold, and you think, Jesus, Dallas, are, A, to start off with, they were just giving the ball away. They had a number of turnovers, fumbles. Um, and, you know, Atlanta were doing well. Okay, they didn't, on the whole, when they did get the ball back, they, they probably scored a field goal rather than a touchdown. But they were scoring decently. But then at half time, what happens at, at half time? Because at half time, they don't, they don't score again in the, fir- in the third quarter. You know, okay, a bit odd. Yeah. And then they score 10 in the fourth quarter. You think, okay, they've made a comeback and they've sealed the game. They're good. And then you've got that onside kick, which... You know, from a Dallas point of view, brilliant. But from a, from a Falcons point of view, who the hell is coaching their special teams? Because they just stood and watched it. And even it's when awful. it was up, no one reacted. It's like, oh, oh, what do we do? Is it going to go? Is it not going to go? Or oh, should we prepare? Nothing happened. And then Dallas got it back. And you're like, well, you kind of, you had that coming, didn't you? I mean, we say it's good from Dallas. I mean, the, the onside kick actually isn't very good. It's gone four yards before a Falcon player should just jump on top of it. You know, I know that, you know, the, 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 there's the thought process that, or oh, if I touch it and it bounces out, it becomes a live ball. Well, no offence, mate. If you leave it 10 yards, it becomes a live ball anyway. And the Dallas blokes are just going to jump on it. It's, it, it, I, it, it was... The, the strangest expression of social distancing I've seen because <laughs> they all just stood a meter away from the ball watching it. 
Yeah. And, um, like, there were times on Sunday where Atlanta looked really, looked good. On the offense, Dallas looked so shoddy. Yeah. Like four, four fumbles. I mean, it's hot. Like, you know, we, we, I, I think we've got a couple of guys on our, um, Predictor who predicted Cowboys to the Super Bowl. I mean, I can't. I mean, I, I, no. I, I'm, I've, I've, got, I've got, I've got with them for the playoffs, but I'm worried about that prediction now because they're turgid. Um, I just, I, think, I mean, the NFC, the NFC East as a whole just looks horrible. Like you know, the Giants aren't very good. Um, the Cowboys, okay, they lost to the Rams, and I think the Rams are, are better than we probably gave them credit for. We'll come on to that later. Um, and they've scraped past the Falcons, who I, just, I don't think are very good. I don't understand how Dan Quinn still has a job there. Um, he should have gone last year. He didn't. And I think this, the same thing is happening this year, where they're having a slow start. They seem to be badly coached. They seem to be calling the game wrong. I don't think, you know, apart from the offense being quite prolific. I think Matt Ryan is still brilliant. Um, they've got great receivers. I think Calvin Ridley is properly turning into a number one wide receiver now. God, yeah. You know, and you know, Julio Jones dropped a basically dropped a touchdown from um, from Russell Gage uh, on a trick play. You know, if that goes in, that probably fills it. You don't expect Julio, Julio Jones to drop those plays. But even so, they've still got him. You know, Todd Gurley, had an okay day, not great, 2.9 yards um, per carry average. I just think that they're coached badly. I, I think they've got, yeah. they've got the talent. I, I don't think you can blame Thomas Dimitrov here because he's built a team which, if you look at it, and even on defense, if you look at all those players, they're good, na- they're good names to have and they should be better than they are. So I think you've got to look at the coaching. And I think there's some hard days to come for, for Falcons fans if the organisation doesn't look at Dan Quinn and go, you know what, you you had your chance, you're good at the start, you know, you there's a level of unluckiness in, in the Super Bowl, but still, you lost the Super Bowl, and he's never been good since. Yeah, they got to the playoffs next year, but they've just been dire for the last few years. There's just been it's been a progression, progressively getting worse in Atlanta. Yeah, and um, um, you know, Cowboys, there's a big dose of luck. Um, not Andrew Luck, he's not back yet, but um, you know, you've got. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Dak Prescott, and bar his fumble, he actually played very well. Yeah, you know, 450 yards, uh, a touchdown pass, but three running touchdowns. It's what you want to see from Dak. Um, so yeah, I mean, if the Cowboys can sort their defense out, they could be, I think they'll be okay, but that the defense isn't what it was last year. No, no, um, Paul, you are, uh, you of course have a, a Falcons friend, uh, Falcons friend. Uh, and uh, how, how's he, how did he react to uh, to well, Sunday? To be honest, I, 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 I haven't asked him yet because I wanted to give him time to calm down. <laughs> I was upset for him because it's a little bit like the Lions last week. There's this lead in place, and you just felt, I don't think they're going to win this. <laughs> you, yeah. 
you just sometimes you get this feeling during a game, a little bit like the Falcon Super Bowl game, where you just think Some, something's wrong. I can feel it. Yeah, it, it, even as uh, as as Dak started walking, running in for the touchdowns, you start. I just start. You just start to think they're going to win this, aren't they? And um, well, I beat him in fantasy and, by two points as well. So I felt like anything I said would have just been taking the piss. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's one one of those days where you just you just don't say anything. It's just it's a known. Yeah, you know, it's a no, yeah, an unknown known. Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of great parts to that Atlanta offense. Absolutely, and Matt Ryan seems to be having a really good season so far. You know, after two weeks, can't yeah. be said season, can you? Matt Ryan's having a good fortnight <laughs> so far, but you know he's making. Would any of you have put Russell Gage in your fantasy team? <laughs> no. Nah. I mean, when he when he scored, there was uh, I think two blokes in our in our in the in the room we were in going who, <laughs> you know it's, um, I just feel with the Falcons every year, it Dan Quinn is just making Carl Shanahan look better and better, forgetting uh, forgetting for them uh, scheming them to the Super Bowl, um, but yeah it's uh, yeah anyway that's that was that that game so. Uh, uh, should we move on to Monday night? Uh, no, Sunday night. Before we do, so, oh, Sunday night. Yep. So Monday I'm morning. Uh, Monday morning. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah. Apologies. Um, where uh, pe- the Seahawks uh, Seahawks hosted New England, thirty-five uh, to thirty to Seattle. Um, I mean. I've already got my pick down for for MVP, and uh, if, if Russell Russell Wilson is just, I mean, once again, we're two weeks in, uh, uh, but yeah, what a, what a two weeks he's had. Quite frankly, I think he came out last week, didn't he? And he's and I think he was moaning that he's never had an MVP. No one's ever voted for him as, as MVP. And I was a little bit shocked by that, but I thought, all right, yeah. I mean, the, the year they won the Super Bowl wasn't really about Russell Wilson. Then no. a couple of years after, it was more about the defence and the running game. And there's been a whole movement this year, hasn't there, about you know let, letting Russell Wilson be Russell Wilson. And let's face it, he's... <clears throat> it, I, it kills me to say this as a 49ers fan, but he has dragged the Seahawks kicking and screaming to winning records every year for the, probably the past three to four years. Um, and he's... I think he's incredibly underrated still. Yeah. Um yeah, if he carries on like this, absolutely he has to be he has to be MVP because um, he's doing what you know Brady would do at, at the Patriots. He's making everyone around him look better than it is. That's not a good offensive line. No, but it doesn't matter because you know he's only sacked twice. And yeah, you, you can look at the Patriots' defense probably isn't what it was last year, but fair enough. It's still being coached by Bill Belichick, probably the best defensive coach ever. Um, his receivers aren't brilliant. DK Metcalf is still very young, learning the trade. Tyler Lockett is only ever a number two receiver at best. His running backs are okay. Chris Carson's a decent, but you know it's not like it's Zeke Elliott or Kamara or Saquon Barkley. And even the defense isn't, you know, it's not no. defense it once was. So this is a real. This year is Russell. It has to be Russell Wilson's year. 
And if he carries on like he like he's playing, then he's undoubtedly going to be MVP. Yeah, he's the um, only top quartile player in that team. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Bobby Wagner. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I, yeah. All right, I, I, I'll agree with you on that one totally. But yeah, they, they, they've got they've got on, a, on a their offense. on offense on offense they've got a leader, and on their defense they've got you know they've got two of basically the best players in the league, you know, one on each. So, you know, it's, they're fine. They've got leaders, which, you know, is, uh, you know, most teams would kill uh, for. Um, and actually, the defence at the end yeah. held out. They held out, you know, uh, you know, they were uh, Cam almost, you know, Van Warren at the end to give uh, Patriots the win. But the Seahawks held out. I mean, you know, we mentioned Russell Wilson on one side. On the other side, Cam Newton is. I'm uh, I'm quite impressed with Cam, quite frankly, uh, and uh, I didn't expect to be because he's playing with a smile on his face. He's he looks fit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that you know tentatively because we, we you know we've we had this probably the last couple of seasons where he's looked fit and he's not. Kind of always follow, follow through in terms of the rest of the season, but he looked genuinely fit now. Um, and he, he, yeah, I think you're right, boy. It looks like he's he's enjoying playing again. Like he's running again, literally running. Eleven carries, forty-seven yards, and two touchdowns. He's throwing the ball, you know, just shy of four hundred yards throwing. And um, yeah, I think I think the Patriots have, have, have you know, it's probably the best piece of business. If he carries on like that, then you know, is anyone else going to get comeback player of the year? Well, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've picked someone else, but preseason, but uh, you know, he's no nowhere near where Cam is right now. So, uh, and, and it's good because, um, you know, I think we, we've known Cam for the last few years for being injured and wearing silly suits, and it'd be nice to remember Cam and uh, as a great player who also wears silly suits. Uh, so, uh, you know. Uh, I agree with you totally. I think it's it's the the same thing that the Patriots always do. It's the right person at the right time. They have this uncanny knack for always doing it, and there was nobody else interested in him, which is ridiculous when you think any other guy who was an MVP in the last five years would have something tentative. But yeah, just right place, right time, and you're really beginning to see it. And there's no shame in that loss to Seattle at all. No, no. Um, Seattle looking really good, and uh, Patriots. Uh, I'm hoping M- Michael forgets our, our mentioned uh, gamble before the season that I don't think they'd make the playoffs. Uh, so, because I think I might have egg on my face. Uh, yeah, I think I think so, yeah. bet at the moment. Yeah, and as as well, like you know. Uh, it was a loss without, of course, James White, who wasn't there. Sonny Michelle isn't playing well, uh, you know. Yeah. No, so uh, you know, without their without their most effective running back, I think, uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it is it's it's not a bad loss as far as as, as they go, uh, you know. Oh, so uh, yeah, I think I mean it's always go it's always hard to go to Seattle and win. Um, under any circumstance, so uh, I, I, yeah, the performance 
was good. I, I don't think the the Patriots will lose much sleep over that. I, mean, I don't think anyone expects them to go sixteen and I were they? No, exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, I, you know, I I I I know I said I don't expect them to get to the playoffs, but I have some people going, "Oh, what did I do with the number two pick, number one pick?" And I'm like, "Whoa, uh, uh, that's, yeah. that's not on the card." Uh, All right. So, speaking of high draft picks. Should we go to the, the Chiefs at the Chargers and talk a little bit about Justin Herbert? Yeah. Number six. Um, and literally, well, you said it earlier, probably two minutes before kickoff, he learns that he's starting the game. And I'll be honest with you, he looked decent. He looked really good. Um, and, I, you know, I, I, like there's going to be harder tests for him. And actually, I think the harder test would be if you gave him more notice, because he's a young kid, you know, you get told, you know, you get given a couple of minutes notice, by the way, guys, uh, you know, that Justin's leading us today. There's no, there is no pressure as such there, you know, um, um, or there hasn't been enough, he hasn't had enough time to sort of um, let that pressure build in. Uh, so he went out and he balled. He was great. Um he was you know, brilliant. He, it, wasn't just, it wasn't just effective. It was entertaining as well. I enjoyed watching him play. And I think there was there was one moment he went for a run and I think the linebacker tackled him, knocked him out of bounds. He jumped back up and the linebacker was on the floor. He was like, come on, this yeah. guy's hard. He reminded me of season one Baker Mayfield. Yeah. It was just, it was positivity. It was just this overall happiness yeah. to be on the field that you see, you just, I, I'm really excited to see what he does. Yeah. That's, a, that's a quality team. And then, I mean, to, to the point earlier, he's a, a, he's a rookie. B, he's like literally coming in at the last minute, which is hard for any quarterback to do because he's probably not had the reps this week that uh, a starter or even a court, even a backup who was, you know, maybe iffy that he would be playing because the, the starter's a little bit injured. He's probably had hardly any reps this, this week. And yeah, you're right. He came in and looked like a pro. And he looked like he was enjoying it. And I think if I was a Chargers fan, and there aren't many of those, we know. Um, but you know, maybe there will be a few more now because it looks like that's a fun team to watch, both on offense but also on defense as well. They were, they were lights out for most of the game. And it was only the fact that you know Patrick Mahomes is a bloody magician that the, Chargers, uh, sorry, the Chiefs won this game. The, 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 the Chiefs had two... In hugely important players, which is Patrick Mahomes, who is um, God. I love, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. um, you look. I, I, I was looking at the probability charts of like the, the chances to win, and um, I think they're going to have to create a sort of like a uh, an axis now that says, by the way, this doesn't include the fact that they haven't factored in a team may have Patrick Mahomes into these probability charts because they just um because suddenly and as well the charges in overtime and the fourth and one call hmm. because of where it was it was such a hard call you know for for, for lynn to make and yeah. I, I don't and in the back of your head always must be the fact they've got patching my homes if we give this them the ball you know um and yeah, Harrison Butker is a supremely brilliant. Like we kick deck kickers all the time because there's been some shocking ones. 
Butker is not one of those. He's been uh, hugely consistent, and uh, he was. I heard him saying, like in practice, in practice, he was making sixty-seven uh, yard kicks. Uh, yeah. You know, and uh, in full motion, and he can do over seventy from the stand. So that's just nuts. I mean, and they they have to go to Denver where the you know air is thinner. Like, yeah, don't, don't expect it, don't expect them not to give it a go from fifty plus yards. It's yeah, it's incredible. But yeah, um, yeah, there there were there were the fourth the fourth and one call was difficult, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah, um, I wouldn't have blamed him if he gone for it or not. Um, you know, if if he had gone for it and not got it then we'd probably be moaning about that. He has got a rookie uh, a rookie quarterback, um, so I guess you, you probably don't want to put too much pressure on it. And you're right, Patrick Mahomes on the other side, other side of the ball. Um, I don't want to call out the, the Chargers' defense as well, because I thought they had a good day. And the stats probably don't back it up in that you know, they only got one sack or, or Patrick Mahomes and they didn't get an interception. Um, yes, they only got one sack, but Joe Bosa and Melvin Ingram were in Mahomes' face the whole time, which is why, you know, the Chargers were able to build up a lead um, and why, you know, it had to be a comeback because they they probably controlled the Chiefs as well as any defence I've seen control the, the Chiefs. Um, and also another shout-out for another rookie, the Kenneth Murray, the linebacker of the Chargers, 10, 10 tackles to, to lead the team. But he's had two very, very good weeks. Yeah, very much so. Um, and yeah, it's once again, it's like it's like the Patriots. It's not for the Chargers. That isn't a bad loss, um, yeah. you know. Um, and leaves, yeah, are they. Yeah. Us? yeah, that leaves about one-one. So yeah, you know. I, I said last week I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Chiefs went sixteen and zero, and I almost looked very silly. Um, so you know, <laughs> I still think that the Chiefs could go sixteen and zero, and they probably won't. Um, but they came bloody close there. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it reminded me of um, what was the playoff game? Was it Tennessee? I think all their playoff games they yeah. went behind. Yeah, uh, and they had you know they have the well they have the quarterback to ensure that um, you know no no and they can they can do a Falcons to anyone. So uh, you know it's just. They're, they're brilliant. That's not well, they're not playing the Falcons this year, are they? Because that could be just a car crash on the Falcons. Oh God! <laughs> oh, oh, please no! I, I'm not going to let. I'm not going to check. But um, oh God, yeah. Oh, I think Dan couldn't have a heart attack. Um, okay, we, we, we've mentioned 49ers, so we'll go back to them. Um, who beat the Jets, 31 to 13? The Jets remain. Possibly the worst team in the league. Uh, I mean, th- th- you've got to make a point of this because this isn't like this isn't like Miami last year, who you watch Miami's like train of thought go through the GM decisions, the coach decision. You go, they're trying to suck this year. You can see yeah. they're trying to suck. The Jets just suck. They're not trying to. They're just bad. Yeah. And it's it's one of the things. Um, it's not. They haven't got a roster full of terrible players. There are some good players on, on that roster. Um, but even like okay, Darnold, twenty-one completions out of thirty-two. You know that's okay. 
179 yards. No, that can't be right. Uh, no, 20 passes, 100, un, under 200 yards. So, you can't... Oh, there's that autoplay again. What's going on with the play calling? And again, like the, like the Falcons, what's going on with, with the head coach and the coaching? Because this isn't a well-coached team. Like, first play of the game, Raheem makes the 80-yard touchdown. First play of the game. And yes, he is very quick. And yes, he broke, broke the record. But there's a land speed record, apparently. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, come on. You've got to be ready for a game. It's not it's not very often, you know, teams score right off the first game. And then even Jared McKinnon, who looks great this year, which I'm really happy about. What was it? Third and 31 or something stupid like that? And they get a first yeah. game. It was, yes. and it, was a, it was a running play. Like the 49ers are like, yeah, we ain't getting a first down here. Let's just try and get a few yards to give our punters some, uh, punter some space. And he breaks off a 31-yard run on a third down and 31. Like that's that's coaching and that's play calling. That's, they've got better players than that. I think it was really good to see with McKinnon because he's a player that I know any Madden player loves. Because he's he was literally just the pitch touchdown player because yeah. of his overall speed, and it's lovely also just because he's kind of he's the reverse of everything we've seen. He's somebody who has had so many issues with ACLs and now gets to kind of hopefully provide support to every other player in his team who now has a damaged ACL. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, so <laughs> oh I mean, God, yeah. yeah, we've now lost two running backs, so most are out. And Tevin Coleman is also injured. Not I'm bothered by that because he had 14 attempts for 12 yards um, against against a poor Jets team. But um, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's also going to be out. Well, originally they said between four to six weeks, and then I think Shanahan had a press conference yesterday where they said it's not as bad as they first thought, and he could possibly play next week. I kind of hope he doesn't, because then it really, if he gets injured again, it really does ruin the season. Um, but he looked all right, and I know it's only a Jets team, but 14 completions from 16 passes and a quarterback rating of 140. He, he was getting the job done yes uh, on Sunday, so it's just such a shame that I, I kind of think that the 49er season now is, I think we almost have to, without Bosa, without Solomon Thomas, and Groplo's out, Kittle's been injured. Diva Samuel's out. Richard Sherman's out. Um, D Ford is now apparently injured, and he's not going to be around for, for week three, which came through earlier today. Fucking hell. You kind of like, all right, we're, I mean, it, yeah, it's not always the best team that wins the Super Bowl. It's the best healthy team that wins the Super Bowl, uh, and the 49ers aren't either. Um, so, I'd yeah. love to have been sat in the Cardinals' front office watching that game. Yeah. You can just, you can see that wild card coming to life within that front office, that game. Well, I think, yeah, with with that and with, I guess, the re-emergence of the Rams and, and the Cardinals, NFC West is definitely the best division and it could really hamper the 49ers if they don't get some of their players back soon. Yeah, um, it's it'll be I, I you know I'm, I'm a huge fan of the 49ers uh what they're doing I'm not you know I, I you know I don't want them to win I don't want to I don't want you and Gary getting cocky or anything but um 
Yeah, it's uh, it'd be it'd be criminal really to lose this season to uh, to to a like. Well, I've I've just never seen a collection of injuries like what you had on them on uh, on yeah. Sunday. It was incredible, wasn't it? I mean, like this is nothing you can say. <laughs> no. Really, just, bring, bring yeah. on 2021 season because I'm pretty. If we don't get some players back soon, this season's over, which is a shame. I'll just go back to supporting the Chiefs <laughs> and enjoying <Yeah>. that. <laughs> well, should we quickly watch back when me and Paul run past uh, the Bears 17, Giants 13? Uh, of course, Saquon also injured. Um, went down once, yeah. They were claiming it was a an arm injury, but you could when he fell, you looked and he went, Oh, that, that that looks a bad knee injury. And he was back two plays later. And uh yeah, he got a really bad knee injury. Uh so I uh, whoever it was uh, who decided, yeah, he's fine, get him back out. Uh yeah. may have just cost uh may have cost him some weeks of his career because you know, who knows? It may not have been as bad if uh, if he wouldn't have gone out there. But it, you know, it, it's a it's it's a huge injury for us because yeah. we are we made we made Trubisky look quite good in the first half. Um, and I think it's, it's the again, opposite just, of sorry sorry to talk over you for a moment there, John. It's it's the opposite <laughs> of Dallas, and I don't know if this is just being a Giants fan and having this kind of. A little bit like 49ers fans had two, three years ago. Just this kind of overall feeling of we're, we're going to do something stupid. We're going to fuck it up somehow. Um, I never thought we were going to win this game. Even when we got close, even towards the end, there's just this part of me that, that I can't see any process where we will win this. No. No. Um and uh, luckily, it's uh, Giants 49ers on Sunday, so uh, you know we can uh, we can watch two. Well, <laughs> your beat up offense and defense against uh, what's left of our offense. Um, so yeah, it's it's not going to be great. Yeah, um, I really don't. Know. I really don't know how to call that game on Sunday, and I don't think I think everyone's going to struggle with that, aren't they? Because you're right. It's like the Giants are in a rebuilding phase, but they've just lost their probably well, yeah, undoubtedly their best player. Um, and the 49ers have lost everyone else, but they still they've always had yeah. depth. But actually, now this could be you know tipping the balance. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, was really with, I mean, I was really impressed with David Montgomery. Um, you know, he he came in. This is his second year in the league. He came in last year, and you know there was a lot of hype around him. Um, but I think he's starting to look like a really good back. He had 16 carries for 82 yards um, and three receptions for 45 yards. So I think if you're if you're Tariq Cohen, I think who is in a contract year, I think you ought to be questioning about whether you're going to get a contract because I think... I think didn't he sign all on Sunday? Oh, did he? Wow. Yeah, I think he signed a new contract. But um, yeah, I think it was... Dave, yeah, it seems it was David Montgomery celebrating it. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, should we as well? Let's just stick in the uh, NFC East and finish off them. Uh, and against uh, the had the Philadelphia Eagles against the Los Angeles Rams, and uh, not much of a surprise, the NFC te- NFC East team were toilet. Uh, and 
Did anyone did anyone hear um, Carson Wentz being booed by a fake crowd? <laughs> yeah, fair play to whoever that was within the yeah. Eagles stadium that piped in boos. Uh, I think yeah. he really he really captured um, the the general audience, which is the Eagles fans, and uh, and replicated that well. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know. There's certain uh, certain crowds that you think, oh, it's probably good that they, you know, the players are probably enjoying them not being there because they're not on their back. And right now, the the Eagles would be one of those teams, and uh, they're being trolled by their own administrators, <laughs> it seems. So great for them. Uh, but Rams, um, they're the 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 uh, the downfall of the Los Angeles Rams seems to have been premature, as they're now up to two and zero, and. 37 points, you know, against, uh, I mean, it's not the greatest Eagles team, but. It's not the uh, worst either. I, I don't think it was. Sorry. No. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, I was going to say, it's very easy to make comparisons between Goff and Wentz. Um, yeah. And if you're going on Sunday, uh, Goff looked much more complete a quarterback, which is generally not what I'd suggest. Uh, but Wentz did not look good. And he's got a better offensive line in front of him. Uh, his, his options aren't there. But, you know, you know, Tyler Higby, didn't Tyler Higby get a hat-trick? Yeah, he, he caught three, three touchdowns, five receptions in total for 54 yards. Um you mentioned earlier. I mean, I when we did the preview show a couple of weeks back, we we kind of said mm, Rams not not convinced by Sean McVay anymore. What what he's all about. Um, this looks like a completely different team, and it is in a lot of senses in terms of kind of people. A lot of big stars have left. A few people have come have come in, but um, it looks really good. I think mean, I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen Goff play as well as what he played on, on Sunday. Um, I think the running game looks good. The defense looks good. I think they've they've, they've, they've found a formula which works. Um, and they're going to go up against a mediocre team, which I think that's been kind to the Eagles. I think the Rams are going to win every day uh, and twice on Sunday, as I say. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I, we'll, I agree we'll do... totally. I think the thing that I'm seeing with the Eagles at the moment is it's just it's – there's no team spirit. It doesn't seem to be there's any kind of team spirit there. It doesn't seem to be there's any kind of confidence. There and you see a complete difference with the Rams because when they got to the Super Bowl, it did seem to be kind of on the personalities. Well, at cornerback, we've got Marcus Peters. He's the Pro Bowler. He's the guy we got from Kansas. We've got a key to leave that Pro Bowler who's played everywhere. We've got yeah. these amazing players all over the pitch, and now it just seems they've got a plan. You've got this offensive genius actually trying to be an offensive genius rather than just offensive in how much they pay in contracts. Yeah. <laughs> it does It does say a lot for how teams are built in the NFL, doesn't it? Because we often go through these periods where there'll be a team who make a number of big splashes in, in free agencies or, or via trades. I think kind of, you know, Last year, it's probably Cleveland. This year, it's probably Tampa. Um, and they get loads of loads of praise, and people think they're going to be amazing. And I remember the Eagles did it a good few, I mean, 10 years ago now, wasn't it? And they signed uh, Nondi Asamoah. 
as cornerback and they already had like a load load of um, good players and it was like oh this is the dream team it never works like it will very rarely works i don't think it ever works i think the best teams and the best franchises are built through the draft um yeah built through finding players that fit your system and will be good team teammates um it's pretty rare that, yeah you know and uh, even the chiefs to an extent like probably don't follow that quite in the sense of like, like you know players like they kind of bring in Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt who was originally drafted by the Chiefs they're players who probably wouldn't have got drafted by many players but they make it work in, in Kansas but everyone else in Kansas is you know it's a draft they don't bring in that many big free agents when they do it's a good free agent like Tyron Matthew um, uh, or Frank Clark like great signings it's pretty rare that the Chiefs have, have had a bad free agency signing and you can say the same for any team that does consistently well um Steelers I think always you know they're built for the draft and they they complement the team with, with good player good players Packers I think are a little bit the same um I think other team uh, um, Patriots obviously they whatever they do seems to work so but yeah yeah I mean, spending lots of money just on, on a big free agency splash just it never seems to yield results in terms of the Super Bowl wins no, and but uh, um, yeah, because I mean, you're looking at the Rams. You know, didn't have a first round draft this year because of um, Jalen Ramsey. And I guess you could also you could say, are you going to be? Were they going to be able to draft one and, as good as Jalen Ramsey? But um, yeah. you know, um, yeah, it, it, it isn't a team built through through that. But on the offense, it, you know, they, 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 it is. They've got Goff, Cup, Woods. You know they're they're and they're really playing well. So uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, before we before we take a break, should we go to Thursday night? Browns Bengals. Um, Browns get their first win. Uh, the Bengals. Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thirty-five to thirty. So another another tight loss for the Bengals. But um, yeah. Um, you know, it's Burrows was Burrow was good again. He looked, you yeah. know, he's looking every bit a first round pick. For you know, um, yeah, he, he made he made the odd rookie mistake. I think he was there was a yeah. couple of times he was sacked quite a long way behind the game line. It's like okay, just get rid of it. Like, yeah, fair enough. Take the sack and don't throw an interception, but. If you're that far away, just heave the ball as hard as you can past the, the scrimmage line and, and out of bounds. I don't think anyone moan of it. Um, I, I, yeah, but I thought he looked good. One thing that confuses me is like they they asked him to throw it 61 times. Yeah, <laughs> they have I mean, a plan and they're sticking to it. He kind of <laughs> sort of asking for trouble there. Like asking a rookie quarterback in his second game to throw it 61 times. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm amazed looking at that stat that there, there isn't an interception there, you know. And Joe Mixon only carried it 16 times. Like, Mixon's a good, good running back. Like, make use out of him more than Joe Burrow throwing it that many times. Like, yeah, right. um, for, for, the, for the Bengals, you know, it's nice, it's good to see a, a AJ, AJ Green back, yeah. Um, and yeah, it, they are moving. The ball offensively much better than I thought they would. Um, 
but yeah, for the Browns as well, a half decent game from uh, Adele Beckham. So yeah, you know, it's, if you know if, if you're going to keep him, um, use him. Yeah, um, so, yeah. Um, get yeah, get him I, into the game. I thought Baker was decent as well. Like, you know, his, his stats don't again they don't jump off the page, but I think he he led the team well. Didn't get a single sack, which I'm not sure if that's the Cleveland offensive line playing badly or the Bengals just not really having much of a defense at the moment. I mean, the Bengals are in rebuild mode. Yeah, they've got some good players, but you know, some of the better players are getting older, and they've got a good young crop of players coming through. Um, so we'll, I think we'll wait and see on that. Like Cleveland nearly gave it up, so I don't think they're out of the woods yet, and I don't think people are that convinced by them yet. I think they've got to beat a good team before people start taking notice of them. But hey, at least they lose to a bad team. No, exactly. Well, we'll, we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll do we'll do with the rest of the game, rest of the games. So uh, we'll see you in a minute. Okay, welcome back to uh, Snap UK. Um, so, the next one, should we go to the first game at the Las Vegas New Stadium? Uh, the Allegiant. Yeah, the, uh, um, the the robotic Hoover, the Roomba. Yeah, the Roomba. Um, the, the two billion pound vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it got it got it first its first home win uh, as the Raiders uh, beat a uh, Michael Thomasless Saints thirty four to twenty four. Um, so before we go into anything and, else, can we talk about how we were worried they'd struggle to get fans to that stadium based on it being in Las Vegas <laughs> and just the complete irony of where it is with that first game in it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can say the same for the charges in Los Angeles, can you? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's <laughs> just oh well, <laughs> not something to worry about anymore. Apparently, because you know we're never going to have people in sports stadiums. It seems. Oh, um, we'll, we'll have them back by spring for the XFL. Brilliant, and people will be so desperate to go at it; it'll actually make the XFL work. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe this is yeah. a big conspiracy by uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson to get the extra yeah. more popular this again. Is, it, it's all, it's all <laughs> what The Rock's doing. Um, <laughs> Moving on to more serious things. No, no. There's nothing more serious than The Rock. Um, no, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Raiders. So you're saying the way to beat coronavirus is Steve Austin with a chair? Yes. Right. Okay, good. Triple H. Triple H spitting before the, before they come out. That's the way to beat COVID. Um, yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I, I, think, I guess it would be easy to say that, you know, we could lead this on, uh, you know, the Saints aren't the team we've popped, you know, that a lot of people hope they'd be this year. And my, missing Michael Thomas isn't going to help that. And Drew Brees looks very much a 42-year-old quarterback. Um, but no, Raiders were very good in this. Uh, so, 
I think yeah, yeah. let's let's praise the Raiders for let's praise taking Raiders. the game to them. Let's praise Josh Jacobs, who looks like one of the best running backs in the league at the moment. Um, like almost kind of un- un- unstoppable. Um, and let's also praise Darren Waller as well, the tight end. You know, looks like last season wasn't a one-off. Um, he looks like a legit tight end who is is here to stay. And if you've picked him up in fantasy, fair play to you. Because um, he had 12, 12 receptions, 103 yards and a touchdown. Um, which is a decent night's work for any receiver. Uh, Jason Witten instantly had one reception for three yards. Um, Derek Carr. <laughs> it was, it was seeing the joy in your face as you said it. That's what yeah. made it. Yeah. Uh, Derek Carr looked decent as well. Um, you know, no interceptions. 28 from 38, 282 yards and three touchdowns. I think he, he had a professional game. I think you're right. I think Drew Brees did look old. Um, it, you know, maybe maybe they should have tried harder to keep Teddy Bridgewater and make this this year the first year under Bridgewater. Who knows? Um, Alvin Kamara, though, is back to his best. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, he's been dropped by the fantasy managers he didn't give a shit about last year. And, uh, yeah. No, he... he, he he looks, he's looking very good. And, but, you know, they, frankly, at the moment, they need him to be because uh, yeah. there isn't a, really a lot else there in, you know, Cook and Kamara. You know, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, one reception, was it? For- yeah, I was disappointed with that. A, because I, I thought he would do brilliantly in his offense. Um, and I thought with Michael Thomas out, you know, he's a surefire bet to get me a few points in uh, fantasy. Wow, did I call that wrong? Like, <laughs> in, in most game fantasy games the, the past two weeks, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 there may be, I don't know, the whole offense is going for Alvin Kamara at the moment. He's the man. It's not even Drew Brees. Uh, he, you know, 13 carries for 79 yards and two touchdowns, as well as nine receptions for 95 yards. Um the guy's on for a Christian Caffrey type year at, at this rate. And if that carries on, and if Michael Thomas stays out for much longer, then he genuinely could be up for a, a thousand years, a thousand yards rushing uh, and a thousand yards passing or pass receiving. I yeah. can't wait till he blows out his ACL next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just giving him the kiss of death there, haven't I? But yeah, I mean, yeah, the Raiders, they, they look really good and they're 2-0 and now like, they are level pegging with the Chiefs in the AFC West no definitely uh, so should we go on to uh, uh, well uh, Pittsburgh and Denver uh, Denver struck down by the injury injury crisis I mean, so much so that they're bringing in Bortles um, and I mean they'd already lost um, uh, Von Miller before the season started, and yeah, now losing Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton isn't going to help. <sighs> and I'd love to say something new about the Steelers, but they they combined everything into a sort of a greatest hits package because they were they combined the defensive line showing from last week uh, with the defense of last year. And they want, but once again, they played down to a a poor opposition and just got away with a win. 
and I don't. I, I, I expect better of that from the Steelers, quite frankly. With with Big Ben back, uh, Connor looks better than you know. He looks fit compared to last year. Juju is back. Just big, you know, and they've brought all these big players back in, and they're doing exactly the same as they did uh, the years before when they played. They played down to opposition, and then they play up, yeah. and it's the most frustrating thing to watch, quite frankly. Yeah, uh, I, think you're, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, this game should have been... There shouldn't have been a contest. Uh, and then they were right in this, right to the end. Um, I think they almost... Did they have a chance to win it at the end of, if they scored a touchdown? Can't yeah. But yeah. Um, and, you know, you're playing against Jeff Driscoll, uh, the quarterback. That's not a name that should scare any defences, and it certainly shouldn't scare scare this this defence. They got seven sacks on the night, which is you know that's a that's a good number to get. You're right, James Connor bounced back uh, after being injured last week, um, and two relatively young wide receivers for the Steelers, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, um, look really good alongside Juju Smith Schuster. Um, so yeah, everything on offense. They seem to have everything on defense. So you're right. You're questioning. Okay, why? Why do you do that? Like, why? Yeah. Why don't you do what the Chiefs do when they're playing a bad team and absolutely blow them away? Um, why? Why can't you finish teams off? Because that's good. It's harder, right? It's gonna. It's gonna. Things like that are gonna build up through the season if they having to, you know, play to at, at such a high level all the time because they can't finish teams off early in, in the game. Um, and you know we're going to see injuries. Unfortunately, we're going to see players worn out, um, and you know the performance levels will probably drop if, if they can't figure that out. Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got an injury-prone. Uh, you know your highest talent players are injury-prone, um, so it does worry. It does worry me slightly because I've gone big on the Steelers in my predictions this year. Uh, um, I'm just looking for their, their next upcoming games. Uh, Texans, Titans, and then the Eagles, and they'll probably squeak past the Texans and the Titan, uh, Texans and the, the Eagles, and uh, who knows against the Titans? But um, yeah, I, I, it's I've, I've sort of forgotten that they did that when I made my predictions and it's annoying but Chase Claypool looks a player he really does and he's you know he's big he's, he's practically a tight end um, yeah. I think yeah the thing I'd say to you with this game is in terms of your predictions and what I saw it was the form of champions <laughs> for it me is. Yeah, I know it's very early to say this but this is a team that has that's that's what you want as you haven't lost, you've still kept momentum and you haven't played very well. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And they always say it's like, you know, it's, it's winning the games that are hard. Well, winning games that you should perhaps lose is probably, you know, that's the sign of like you've got a team here because they can pull something out of the bag. Um, but I just, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the, time, uh, the Texans in a bit. You know, I think they should absolutely dominate the Texans. Well, they, 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 I don't think they will, and it's 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 annoying. And it's, it, it, in any other team, I would agree. I'd say, oh, you go, oh, well, that's championship form. But it's the 
Steelers, and it's the Steelers' form, and all generally what that means is you go out to a you go out to a better team um, in a few weeks' time because they uh, they don't do it in when it comes to the, to the playoffs. So uh, yeah, annoying, but mm. it's fine. Um, so Titans, uh, bear with me. My computer's just died. I'm Top just time. getting. That's fine. Titans first. Jags. Yeah. Third. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying really, really hard not to jump on the Gardner Minshew bandwagon. Join me. It's yeah. But it's annoying because, actually, he's quite good. He's The last two weeks, he's been good. Like, he's... You can't really fault him, apart from his, his, his tash, obviously. Um, his personality is annoying. The yeah. cult of the cult of Minshew is annoying. Uh, it annoys me greatly, but he can play. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, there's he, nothing around him, is there? As well, there isn't. There's a lot of young players around him, um, and you know, I think we at the start of the season. We, we we said that this is going to be a team that is picking number one next year. Quite a lot of confidence. They still might. Let's, let's not get carried away. It's only been two games. Um, but they look good. I I don't know what's happened in Jacksonville, but you know, on offense at least, Gardner Minshew's making it happen. And undrafted free agent running back James Robinson looks excellent. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, I was looking after picking up in fantasy. And uh, uh, he just exploded at one point, and you know that's great. That is what that this team needs um, because you know Fournette flattered to deceive for yeah. quite a while on this team. Um, you, just, so. you, you, you wonder if that if that form in in I guess what was preseason is, is why they suddenly decided to pull the plug on Fournette. And I don't need that hassle. We've got someone who we we believe in here because. You know they're not give, they're not sharing around the the carries between other running backs. You know Chris Thompson was the only other running back who got carries. You know Lavishka Chanel Junior and Gardner Minshew had some, but neither of them are running backs. So this is James Robinson's job. Yeah. It, it, do you know who it reminds me of? It reminds me of Miami in the second half of last year. <laughs> and I, I do because I think it's a team where the big personalities have gone. And actually, yeah. I do think the big personalities there were probably doing more harm than good. Yeah, uh, completely agree. You know, Campbell's gone and Gokwe's gone, Fournette's gone. You know, Ramsey's gone. I know you went mid-season. Yeah, after. that's that was a. I think that was a big distraction. Um, yeah, I think that. I mean, it's a fair point because you, you do look through the, through their team, and again, that there aren't many kind of big star players there that stand. Have we lost Jane? I think possibly we have, yeah. I think uh-huh. I understand what he's saying there totally. Uh, I think in terms of where the, the culture was in, and we make a big point that's kind of going throughout the theme of this episode, don't we, in terms of the culture of a team? Yeah. And they when they got to the AFC Championship game as a Jaguars, they it was built on those personalities. It didn't seem to be built on a team culture. And that it's a little like like Miami last season. It's just this kind of 
F you mentality. We're not as bad as you think we are. Yeah. And the thing is, when when they got to the championship game, they were there were talents that were trying to prove it. And I've never seen egos built on so little uh, last so long. Because, um, I mean, at least the Eagles won. You know, the, the, you look at the some of the Eagles, uh, you know, they won the Super Bowl at least. You know, um, but yeah, um, I think I think the uh, the clean up of the dressing room, I think, yeah. is a good thing. I think you're I do... I, I, I saying, I think you're absolutely right. I think that championship game ruined that team yeah. because they came back the next season and almost like the the vibe coming out of the team is like we got there last year, we're going to get there this year. It's hard to get there. It's the, the reason why we don't see many kind of teams repeat it's like it's really hard just to get to a championship game ask any cowboys fan they've not been there for a quarter of a century now um <laughs> that just shows how, how hard it is yeah um i do want to pick out one player as well the the cornerback rookie um cj henderson um, you're a big fan of his aren't you i always liked him i know uh, you know it was him and jeff akuda who was yeah, the number one and two cornerbacks. And yeah, I think at, at the time, Jeff Okuda was definitely number one. But I think CJ Henderson is looking like a really, really good player. There are question marks about his, his tackling coming into, into the draft and coming up into the league. Um, but it doesn't matter if you can't tackle him. You can cover up your, you know, the wide receiver as good as he is at the moment. Because, um, you know, you don't want to you don't want to pass anywhere in his direction because he'll pick it off or he'll at least get a pass deflection. Um, so, yeah, really happy to see him do well. Let's move on. Uh, Should we go? Should we go to uh, see see how Tom Brady's done uh, as they uh, the Bucks with Fournette uh, beat the Panthers thirty-one to seventeen. It's just uh, and uh, if if you take McCaffrey out the Panthers, they ain't got much, and uh, the Bucks did enough to, to you know. I think the uh, the four net tr- touchdown near the end, sort of a ni- you know a nice icing on the cake, and you know good yeah. for uh, good for fantasy owners of Fournette who probably got you know a lot of points for their bench. Um, and that's it. it, it Thank you, John. <laughs> I did the same. So uh, in, in my overleague, it's it's annoying, isn't it? Um, but yeah, you know. I think um, that that last play really flatters his um, his stats, doesn't it? It's, because that that one long play of forty six yards for and a touchdown, yeah, in total twelve carries for one hundred and three yards. Um, so if you take that out, you know, eleven carries for sixty, 60 yards, yeah, um, isn't great. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I don't. He's always been like one of those players where if he's good, he's good, but if he's not, then he's just not going to get anything. So. Why I have him in my fancy league, I, I, I really don't know. Um, yeah, but you know he, he's a good battering ram for you know close or touchdowns close to the line. So fair enough. He'll, he'll probably help, he'll probably help Ronald Jones, but you, uh, we, we, we were watching we were watching the game on Sunday, and when he scored, we all went, "Oh, it's a long touchdown for Fournette." And actually, he does get quite a lot of long. He does, yeah. 80, 90 yard touchdown sometimes. And they do sort of pad his stats. 
Yeah, if he does, so if, on on the rare occasion, if he does get past that it, that first and second line of defence, and it is too rare, really, he, it's, he's really difficult to catch and then really difficult to bring him down as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's... It is worth keeping him in there just for, for that, but yeah. you just got to, you just got to, when you when you put him in, you just got to hope it's one of those days. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think you said earlier to begin this section, it's like uh, you know everything goes through McCaffrey uh, for the Panthers or, or words that effect. Well, now he's going to be out for probably minimum of four weeks. Um, <laughs> what are the Panthers going to do? No, um, Teddy. Not, I mean, the Panthers are going to suck. the Panthers are going to suck. Yeah, good point. Um, you know, the Bucks have a good defense, but Teddy did didn't look great. Um, you know, but the, the Bucks defense will make a lot of teams not look great. Yeah, this season. I, will, I will say this: Robbie Anderson nine catches for one hundred nine yards. Nine yeah. catches. I, I mean, he's he's made a mockery of our suggestion last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's what you know. I still wouldn't pick him in my fantasy. I'm sure he's available in a few of them. I still wouldn't pick him up. I just can't. I can't do it. Um, Chase would do it. Gronk as well. You know, let's make, you know, uh, nothing from him. Nothing at all. I was about to say, uh, I forgot about him, but I think everyone has. Yeah. Uh, Apart from the guy who put him in his fantasy team and was the first tight end he drafted because he's an idiot. Oh, sorry, that's me. <laughs> um, I have the recording. Yeah. Um, I, I, just, yeah. I, I really wanted him to come back to to something, but I think he will. But it's just too early. But it's a crowded tight end room in Tampa anyway. It was before he came in. Yeah, yeah. They had they had two good tight ends there beforehand. So he's yeah. got. I mean, uh, yeah. He's, uh, okay, Howard, I think is better, and, and he's younger. Gronk just has to learn the system a bit better because he's or and get more snaps. Um, and for Mike Evans, fantasy owners, Brady uh, made a connection with him this week, which he didn't do the previous week. Um, and yeah, you know, got. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not a surprise. Mike Evans equals good. Mike Evans is like DeAndre Hopkins. He is. Yeah. He is quarterback proof, and yeah, okay, he's got the best quarterback in, in the world ever thrown to him at, at the moment. So it's not ruled out. But you know, remember in college, he had Johnny Manziel thrown to him, and he caught everything. And look how Manziel turned out. Um, so I mean, he dragged Johnny Manziel, kicking and screaming. Absolutely. Him, like if you watch any any college highlight reel of Johnny Manziel, you're like, oh my god, he's brilliant. All his touchdowns go to Mike Evans, and they're normally amazing bloody catches. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's remember that. And you know, he's played with Jameis Winston for the last four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so um, where who else should we go next? Titans. Uh, Titans played. No, we've talked about. Well, actually, we talked about the Jags. We didn't really talk much about the Titans. Yes, actually, yeah, that's true. I'm sorry, I forgot to knock them off. But yeah, um, Derek Henry, you know, um, is. Uh, well, I was watching the game with Gary, who was getting more and more frustrated that uh, uh, Derek Henry wasn't getting uh, the touchdowns. But Jonu Smith yeah. might be one of my, you know, we've mentioned Waller, you know, Jonu Smith, another young tight end who looks incredible, quite frankly. 
I I play in several fantasy leagues, and in one of them, I've got George Kittle as my tight end. And on Sunday afternoon, I realized he wouldn't be playing. I was like, crap, who do I pick up? And it was a choice between John O. Smith and, uh, and Jordan Reed at the 49ers. And I could have gone for either. I went for John O. Smith, and he didn't disappoint. Um, you know, literally, it was in the first quarter. I think he had a big catch and then, and then a touchdown. I was like, if he does nothing else in this game, I'm happy with that pickup. But he, he looks like a, a good player for Titans. Um, oh, very much. A player that Ryan Tannehill really needs because I don't think there's any other receivers there really doing that much. Um, at the no, moment. no, Brown's injured, and um, yeah. I think that's a massive loss for them. Yeah. Um, uh, in my in my work fantasy league, um, I'm actually playing the tight end at flex because I've got Waller and Jonu Smith. So uh, uh, oh. yeah, and I'm doing all right. Cool. Let's uh, go to Miami Buffalo. Yes. So Miami, uh, Miami twenty-eight, Buffalo thirty-one, um, and Josh Allen. It's brilliant. Just gets gets better every week. He's he's got seven hundred yards already this season. Yeah, and he's he looks so good. He's leading the lead. He's lead, leading the league uh, so far in uh, in passing yardage. And his his the NFL, oh, the Bills no, go away. Uh, I was just bringing up his his percent his stats, but his accuracy, which has always been questioned, is really good. He's at seventy percent completion rate so far this year, um, seventy point four to be exact. Um, and he look again. He looks like he's having fun. He looks like he's made a good connection with you know Stefan Diggs, um, and he's just brilliant. He, and there's there was one long throw he made. And, okay, he's always had a very powerful arm. That's always been something about we've always known about Josh Allen. But when he just throws that, that long ball, he literally looks like it's no effort whatsoever. Yeah. It's the flick of the arm, and it's gone 70 yards. Um, so, yeah, he was really fun to watch. And I think something that we'll go to later as well. Last season, um, Stefan Diggs just didn't seem himself. True. He, he, he's in a, he was playing in a team that is better okay. when they don't throw the ball. So yeah, yeah. He, he needed he needed he, he he needed a change, and he has he's picked that well the right team has come after him because he's now got a a quarterback who is wanting to throw him. You know he can get the separation. He he's throwing in bombs, and John Brown as well. You know, I, yeah. I, you know, Josh Allen. Just I I, I love him more every week. I yeah. just think he's I think he's class. But fair play to the team as well to build a team like sorry, fair play to management to build a team around him that works. So yeah, last year they brought in John Brown and Cole Beasley. Spot on for kind of the, in terms of kind of their skill set and what Josh Allen needed, um, and then they went out and got Stefan Diggs. Again, absolutely what they need. You know, you look at that playoff game they lost um, to the Texans last year, and the first thing everything everyone said was, "Well, it's a good job there's a lot of wide receivers in the draft cast." They decided to forego that and bring in someone who's proven already. They spent a first round pick on, on him, and you can't deny that's a good use of a first round pick at the moment. God, yeah. No, I think he's brilliant. Um, I'd like to see them. I'd like when Josh Allen runs, but sometimes they do run him 
into traffic and I think you know don't you know don't RG free your quarterback. Um, oh, I, I just I'm gonna put, put, like, nail my flag to a mast because I wasn't on the um, the previews. Um, I really think the Bills can go far. They, they seem right, yeah. to have quality in most positions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, absolutely agree. Um, for the Dolphins, I don't think they played that badly. Um, you know, I think they come up against a good team. I think the running game needs work still. Mike Gusecki, another tight end who had a big game, eight receptions, 130 yards and a touchdown. Um, I think we've been waiting for that for, for quite some time, to be honest with you. He's uh, one of those players who's always on the fringe of people picking up uh, a tight end in, in their fantasy league, but never really trusting what he did, what he he does. Um, but he played very well. He, like I said, he had a good touchdown reception from, from Fitzpatrick. But yeah, this is, a, again, the Dolphins are a team that's still building. Fitzpatrick's not a long-term solution. We're waiting for two or maybe yeah. a couple of games to go. Fitzpatrick hasn't reached the bottom of his cycle yet, has he? I mean, you know, 31 completions for 40 out of 47 and 328 yards. You know, that's a pretty good Fitzpatrick's game. And yeah. actually, like, you, you, Preston Williams made some big drops. And I think there's been a lot of um, hype on that guy. And he, uh, you know, uh, he wasn't very good this weekend. But uh, A really so, yeah. stonky one in the end zone as well. Where yeah. Kind of like, you know, like, there's that somebody walked over your grave, that shudder you get. You yeah. seem to have the biggest one of those I've ever seen because it just seemed to be like this kind of <laughs> instead of trying to catch it, says Paul Farrow's skilled receiver. But <laughs> but as well, uh, we should have mentioned as well the fact that there were fans in, uh, yeah. in Miami. So, uh, you know, I think it was 13,000. So no idea how how they picked the 13,000. Must be, uh, but, but, you know, it's uh, as... As we want to approach yeah, normal, I think they just invited everyone who normally has a ticket to the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. Um, where should we go? should we go next? Actually, should we, let's uh, let's go to the Packers because um, I want to mention elite uh, running back uh, <laughs> Aaron Jones. Yeah, elite Aaron Jones is probably one of my favourite players at the moment, and you know from the man who myself said he was elite last season elite Aaron Jones has really made a st- an elite start to the season as an elite player Aaron Jones being elite uh, uh, I have I have Aaron Jones in our fantasy uh, so um, who uh, I can't remember who I played in the our normal league but didn't stand a chance because yeah Aaron Jones ended up with 43.6 points I believe. Uh, which is the highest, which is the highest score in fantasy since uh, elite Aaron Jones last year, uh, when he scored forty-five points. <laughs> he's, he's class. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, um, Rogers as well. Two touchdowns from eighteen completions. Didn't need to do much. I mean. You know, I, I don't want to mention it was just the Lions, but you know, uh, you can only—I guess—you can only beat what's in in front of you. But yeah, 
that the Packers didn't really have to work that hard for it. They didn't. Uh, I think there's, you know, last week we we lauded Aaron Rodgers in the passing game. You're right, he didn't have to do much this week because elite Aaron Jones was being elite. Yep. Um, Lions, I think, uh, well, we said right at the start of the year, Patricia's in trouble because I don't rate this team. Um, he's now 0-2. I, I don't see what the identity is with the team. I think they're as confused as he is. Um uh, the, the pass rush is pretty mundane. The offense is meh. Dodgy. <laughs> yes, dodgy. And it shouldn't be. It shouldn't no. be. Matt Stafford uh, as, a, as your quarterback, and you've got Johnson, Swift, Marvin Jones, Hawkinson. It shouldn't yeah. be stodgy. And they have lost is. 11 straight. Even without Golladay, you've still got enough players on, on that team to for a quarterback as good as Stafford to, to make it work. Um, but, you know, both, the, I mean, the last week, last week against the Bears and now this week against the Packers, the defense has just not turned up. Um, Can I mention uh, their number 87, Quintus Cephas, who I think has joined from uh, Roman mythology. Because um, he's, that is a, that is a wonderful name. But that, yeah, even um, the uh, Canadian League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but the hot seat for Patricia gets hotter and hotter um, as it does for Gase, okay. as it does for Quinn. Yeah. And um, shall we mention uh, uh, Zimmer, Mike Zimmer? Well, who, yeah. Uh, lost to the Colts 28 to 11. Um, I mean, we mentioned uh, last week Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback when you don't really use him. Uh, and uh, he has 11 completions from 26 attempts, which 113 yards, three interceptions. And, you know, you must be looking at your team going, God, if only we had a generational running back. <laughs> I just and then the, quite, the, quite late, they, re- they remembered they had one. There's the phrase bag of shit that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. I just, they, they got to, they got to the championship game, didn't they, with Case Keenum? Yeah. Well, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't smell what everyone else is smelling with what Kirk Cousins is cooking. <laughs> I don't see what he does that makes him a better quarterback than what makes him a top tier quarterback because I don't see it. I'm going to come, I'm going to come back to coaching on this because yeah. I, I think Mike Zimmer is a he's a, obviously a very very good I think he's a good head coach he's a very very good defensive coach as well um, and this team is you know is built. Via de- it's built for the defense and then to run the ball as much as possible to give the defense a break. Um, and as such, you know, you, you shouldn't need a if that's the case, then there's no reason to pay Kirk Cousins as much as you do because you can get a half decent backup quarterback probably for you know half that. Like you could put Nick Foles in, in this offense, and I think he'd be he'd be fine, like it would work. You could put Alex Smith in his offense, and it would be fine. It would work. You don't need to pay Kirk Cousins what what he's paying. Eighty-seven so, million guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the reasons that you know 
Kirk Cousins was very high on on the 49ers wish list before you know they brought in Jimmy Garoppolo. One of the reasons is because Shanahan he's not a quarterback coach, but he has he has schemes that work for average quarterbacks. And when he's got a brilliant quarterback, they work even better. Matt Fal- Matt Ryan at the, at the Falcons, he makes it work for for quarterbacks. They don't have that in Minnesota. They don't have a scheme which makes it work for a quarterback, no matter what your quality is. It works for you know to have a good running back and, like we say, not lean too much on the quarterback. And if that's your game plan, don't pay Kirk Cousins. Really beef up your defense. Yeah, they've got some good players, but the, the backfield isn't, isn't great. Um, you know, and the linebackers aren't amazing. And yeah, Anthony Barr is another one who's got an injury and he's going to be out for a while. That's a big loss for, for them. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to put some of this on Cousins. The coaching, so the coach, so hear me out. The coaching's great. Yeah. They've improved the O line, they improved the O line in the draft. You've got a generational running back. You've bought in a round one receiver. You've got one of the leading receivers in the league last season. So it's not the receiving, and it's not the O-line, and it's not the running back, and it's not the coaching. The defence has lost some parts, but it's still decent. So It's also it's gained the, in Gokwe. If it's not the yeah. coaching, it's not the defence, it's not the O-line, it's not the receivers, and it's not the running back, who is it? But is it not the coaching? I mean, can we, I think can we, it might be the coaching. Can we say that this this scheme is is good enough for what they're trying to do? I mean, I think they've got a good running game, but you can't just have a running game because that's easy to defend against. You know, you stack the box with eight guys and and hope one of them tackles Davin Cook. You need to have a genuine threat, and I do think Kirk Cousin it can be a genuine threat. There are games he's brilliant. Like last season, his stats were actually really good. And I think yeah. he's got a better team around him this year than he did last year. So, yeah, to your point, I, I do think it's partly the coaching, especially in the offensive side. I think defense is fine. Um, I think they got there's 28 points put on them because they couldn't hold on to the ball. Um, and if, yeah, if, you, if you're going to keep giving the ball to the Colts, yeah, you, you know they're going to score because they are yeah. very good. And One, actually, you know, sorry. No, I was going to say one, one highlight from this game. If you've not seen it, look for DeForest Buckner absolutely throwing an offensive guard out the window. Yes. The quarterback, it he tosses him aside as if he's like a child. It's, it's hilarious. Incredible. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, um, for the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, big game, uh, 101 yards and a touchdown. Um, and Mo Ali Cox, um, yeah. five receptions for 111 yards. He's not becoming. Average. He's not becoming like the guy, who, the other guy who's not Eric Ebron. <laughs> no, he's he like a decent tight end, isn't he? Yeah. Um, is it Cap, Cap, Paris Campbell got injured? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, they've they've still got Zach Pascal, T.Y. Hilton uh, as well. So yeah. Also, uh, yeah, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah. Uh, who was getting a lot of good reviews uh, pre-season. I think you're going to see more from him. Um, Malik Hooker as well is injured. I think he's going to be out for the season, which is a big loss for them because he is, he in his first well, – he had seven games after being a rookie before he got injured. He was brilliant then, and he's just been pretty much banged up ever since, unfortunately. Um, and uh, you, you, you sent us the tweet earlier of uh, Darius Leonard, who uh, – <laughs> 
gave a kid his gloves, uh, which included his wedding ring. <laughs> I, just, I love the guy. I think he's brilliant. Um, okay. But yeah, let's move on. Um, where should we go next? I think we've got um, one game to go. Uh, two. Think, have we? We have. We have got two, you're right. So let's go. Let's do Washington Cardinals and then Washington Cardinals, yeah. So Washington Cardinals. Uh, it's still strange to call it, just to say Washington. Um, the football team. I like how, the, how Scott Hansis refers to them as the football team on Red Zone. Yeah. <laughs> it is making me chuckle every time he says it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dwayne Haskins, uh, I, uh, you know, uh, didn't really do much to make, uh, a, you know, ha uh, Haskins skeptics turn. Uh, but for Washington, at least, for the football team, they have scary Terry, and he is brilliant. Let's not kid. He, but it's a shame they have not much else. Although Antonio Gibson, Antonio Gibson, all they have, yeah, is scary but, Terry. Yeah, uh, I think Gibson will be a player, but it's his rookie year, and it's a bad team. Uh, but on the other on the other side, um, Kylamari, this kills me. Just, <laughs> Now you've got in the NFC West, you've got Kyler Murray and Jared Goff and Russell Wilson all playing really, really well and all making, you know, I, I would say Jared Goff is probably on the outside of this, but certainly Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson are, are playing at a level where if they keep this up, there's MVP votes heading their way. Yeah. Really um, helps, helps when you have um, DeAndre Hopkins. We lost you again, Jimmy. Yeah, I think you, you raise a good point there. It's amazing how much better a quarterback looks when he has one of the top three wideouts in the league. Yeah, as well. Like you know, you know, when you look at the other other players he's got, you know, Fitzgerald seven receptions, Kirk, you know, Andy Isabella, oh. they're not bad players. And but having DeAndre Hopkins there to take attention away from these guys, I guess. But also just because you've got a a quarterback proof wide receiver, oh, just uh, uh, yeah, uh, they might not get because of the strength of the of the division. It may not be their year for playoffs, but this Cardinals team is on the way up. I don't know. I think they 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 could get there. If not, I, I think the Seahawks are winning the, the division. And I think you could you could see two teams coming out of the NFC West. Uh, I don't think 49 is one of those two teams. Uh, yeah, that's that'll kill me because uh, well, prior, prior to this weekend, no. But now, now your MRI bus is broken. <laughs> Thankful. Uh, okay, well, let's finish on Texans Ravens. Texans sixteen, Ravens thirty three. Um, and I, mean, I just don't want to say anything that's not been said before <laughs> about about uh, about this Baltimore team. Um, they're really good. They really are. Really, so, really. His, in, his entire NFL career, Deshaun Watson's lost by fourteen points twice. Both of them were to Lamar Jackson. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, it's. I mean, yeah. When you think about the the quarterback class that Lamar Jackson came into into the league with, he was the fifth quarterback taken after you know, okay, after Josh Allen, who we said pretty good, after Darnold, after Baker Mayfield, after Josh Rosen. Well, one of them's not even in the league anymore. One of them's you know the on uh, the practice squad for the, for Tampa. One of them seeing ghosts. One of them is failing to really or flattering to, to deceive and is really on his last chance saloon, I think, in Cleveland. Um, and the other one is, is doing equally well, to be fair, um, but he's still not Lamar. You had a choice, choice between Lamar Jackson and Josh, Josh Allen. You're taking Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, yes. So, yeah, I mean, it just shows kind of, you know, okay, Baltimore maybe would have wanted a different quarterback, but they didn't have to pick up a quarterback, remember? They had Joe Flacco at the time. They made a move. They built a team around him that is working incredibly well. Like you look at the, the you know the carries are split really well. And like Gus Edwards had ten carries. Mark Ingram had nine carries. Lamar Jackson himself had sixteen carries. J.K. Dobbins had two carries for forty-eight yards. So you can't defend against. <laughs> like whatever whoever they put in is making yards. <laughs> Yeah. You think how good it looks now and how stupid it seems at the time. Why have you bought this guy and you've got Joe Flacco? Yeah. What yeah. a difference and what an impact he has made in such a short space of time. Yeah. And actually, you do have to, we do have to compliment uh, Harbour for changing the way the team plays so, yeah. like, quite quickly as well. You know, um, like and giving him basically within a season, yeah, right. and yeah, as well, you know, he's giving uh, him the chance to to grow as well. It's not like he's, you know, uh, sticking him to what he what he can do. You know, he's he's becoming he, he he's getting he's got a nice bit of touch to his past now. You know, um, and when it isn't great. He's got a massive tight end, uh, generally, who can bail him out because, um, yeah, or Mark Andrews didn't do, didn't do a lot this game, but you know he he's there and been there for them in the past. Yeah, it doesn't mean he doesn't have to, but like you kind of compare again, you compare how the Baltimore Ravens have built their team versus how the Houston Texans have not built their team. Um, because the Texans seem to give away everything to get a player in Larry Tunsil in, in this case um, and David Johnson seemingly um, you look at kind of players that Baltimore are bought in you know Calais Campbell good player in a good team Marcus Peters those are two char- big characters who they seem to have under control yeah okay they made a, a Probably a bit of a mistake with Earl Thomas, but they got rid of him quickly. Well, there's no hanging around. Um, and then you look at the Texans. Like, yeah, okay, Larry Tunsil's yeah, good player, but that offensive line isn't fixed. Deshaun Watson got sacked four times. Um, David Johnson, 11 carries, 34 yards, 3.1 yards per carry. Very, very bang average. Um, and then even the receivers, there's no number one receiver there. So, yeah, okay, you, you got rid of DeAndre Hopkins, but you brought in Cooks, Cobb, um, 
you've got Kenny Stills there and you've got uh, Will Fuller there who didn't even get a single target on Sunday. Um, uh, I don't mean the connotation here. This is a team of number twos. Yeah, I mean, maybe not even number twos, maybe number threes. Yeah. No, it's... Um, it's, it, not, it's not great, not is it? Team. Like, Bill O'Brien might be a good coach, and we've said it before, and we'll keep saying it, he's not a good GM, and the Texans' hierarchy need to get that under control, because... Yeah. Well, they've got Deshaun Watson's rookie deal, yeah. aren't they? It's going to be hard on him, you know. Like I say, Deshaun Watson's getting paid. JJ Watt is still a good player, but he's, you know, on he's past his peak, I'd say. Um, and then outside that, you're like, mm, no one else is kind of standing off the page for me at the moment. Maybe they have got a good team around, but it's not working. I, I don't rate this Texans team at all at the moment. No, I don't at all. Uh, well, that's all the games covered. Uh, whilst whilst we're here. Uh, uh, let's should we bring back the bring back the preview of uh of of what's coming up this weekend. So uh, I'll let you have a quick look at what the schedule is, and I want a lock for next weekend. A lock, so, a lock, a lock. Who do you who's a, a definite win? Uh, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go big. I'm gonna say the Bills will beat the Rams. Oh, that is a good one. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going big. Tasty um, <laughs> match. Um, I, I mean, I would say the Colts are going to beat the Jets, but I think that's obvious. <laughs> yeah. Um, I tell you what, Monday night football. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go. T- I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say the Ravens beat the Chiefs, and I know I said the Chiefs would be 60 and 0, but I just <laughs> I think the Ravens might just sink this one, even in. In Kansas, I'm, I'm if, putting my balls out on the line there. I think if you can't be a hypocrite on a podcast, when can you be? Yeah, exactly. Within the yeah. same episode as well. It's within the same episode. We're basically within thirty minutes of uh, yeah. <laughs> Paul, what about yourself? Any 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 tasty games? I mean, there's lots of actually some really good there's, games. There's some oh, really great games, games. like Patriots, Raiders, um, Saints, Packers, Seahawks, Cowboys, Seahawks, Cowboys. Tell you what, even Jaguars Dolphins on, on, on Thursday night. I'm keen to see how that, that yeah. ends up. I'm going to the NFC and I'm going for two teams that are 0 and 2. And I'm going to go that the Bengals are going to make it 1 and 2 and the Eagles are going to come out 0 and 3. The Bengals Ooh. are going to beat the Eagles. Oh, I like that. I like that as well. Cool. Um, uh, well, there you go. Well, that's, that's, I think that's enough for this week. Whilst we're here, I'm going to. Give our MVP of the week to Elite Russia, Aaron Jones. So, uh, but we'll leave it here, and we'll see you next week. Ho- hopefully, to d- discuss how brilliant our pred- lock predictions were. But until then, we'll Good see you. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Bye.